0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: i pre-record on my count. 7,
0: 6, five, four, three, two. roll A, fade up on A.
2: Southern Miss to the, top. to the top. You're tuned in to
0: the Eagle Hour.
3: Hey, good afternoon everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, Kelly Santer, and Dalton Stanford from the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. Luke continues uh, to be out of the country. We expect him back toward the end of the month. Got a great show today. We're going to be talking about uh, what used to be trick-or-treat at the Pete. Going to be at a different location. We're also going to talk about uh, the upcoming football game this Saturday and the Really amazing Mississippi connection between Louisiana Tech uh, and uh, Southern Miss, and uh, what you can expect Saturday. Also have some news about some really good guests coming up uh, in the next few days as well. Opening segment sponsored by Dickies Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of Southern Miss athletics, and of course the Eagle Hour. We encourage you to eat at Dickies. They're open seven days a week. The food is always delicious, and if you have a special occasion upcoming, whether it be a sports related event, church event, office event. Or maybe a Christmas party or a birthday party at your house. You can always sit back, relax, Kelly Santer, and let Dickies do the cooking.
1: I've done that several times. And they're well, well worth the effort. You can call them on the phone, place the order, tell them when you're going to be there to pick it up. Done.
3: Never been disappointed in Have not. Have not I yet. Got you. All right. Well, the Washington Nationals, I'm happy to say. Uh, defeated St. Louis last night, four straight games to advance to the College World Series. Uh, to the College World Series, to the real, to the main World Series, the professional World Series, of course. Brian Dozier, former Southern Miss star, is a member of the Nationals. Made a key play late in the game last night to uh, help Washington uh, eliminate St. Louis and advance to the World Series. So, who who knows him any better than Southern Miss baseball coach Scott Berry, who coached Brian Dozier through college? I believe still continues to work with Brian in his off-season training and I'm sure is a very good friend and mentor to uh, the great Brian Dozier. Scott Berry, Coach Berry on the Eagle Hour, and welcome back, Coach.
4: I appreciate being on. All
3: right, Coach, i got to tell you now, I'm I'm originally a Washington guy, so I'm a Washington sports fan in general, and I was very excited last night uh, to watch the Nationals uh, beat St. Louis and get to the World Series. And then in the eighth inning, they bring Brian Dozier off the bench with the bases loaded, St. Louis batting, two outs, really big moment in the baseball game. And as fate would have it, uh, the first batter smacks a um, a whistler right at Brian Dozier's uh, area. He makes the play and retires uh, the Cardinals, which was uh, probably the last hurrah for St. Louis. Your thoughts about about the game last night, about Brian Dozier going back to the World Series?
4: Well, you know, the game last night was uh, similar to that in uh, Atlanta. You know, we're seven runs in the first inning. The Nationals jump on them there just like they did ten runs uh, there in Atlanta. So I don't think anybody really saw all that coming. But it's hard to recover. But, you know, give give St. Louis credit, down three games, they tried to climb themselves back in it. As you said, there in the eighth, they had the go-ahead run with Carpenter when they pinch hit him and, uh, at the plate. That's a guy that's a big-time player that has been very successful in those moments in delivering uh, key and clutch hits that you know, the club needs. So, but uh, they were able to get him to hit uh, into a 4-3 with those being implemented on defense and, uh, and, and get out of there unscratched.
3: Coach, I know you stay in touch with uh, Brian Dozier. I'm curious to know, how, how do you think he's accepting uh, this sort of different role that he now has uh, with the Nationals? He's got 20 home runs and 50 RBI this year, but uh, at least through the playoffs has, has largely come in as a defensive player late in the game and, and done some pitch hitting. Have you talked to him, and, and how does he feel about that role, Coach?
4: No, I haven't talked to him. I've kind of left him alone. I'll send him a text every now and then, and he's very upbeat. You know he'll respond back. I appreciate it, coach. So you know he's a great team player and if you think back to two thousand and nine, our college World Series run, uh Brian was on that team, and I think thirty games, roughly thirty games give or take a few into that season. uh he was injured, and we lost him and uh all of a sudden, he was such. Uh, he, he was taken from being such an impact player on the field for us, and now he was having to be utilized as somebody on the bench that could really help us uh, with uh, with the game. Uh, you know, talking to the players, trying to pick things apart. And I think a lot of that, honestly, Bob parallels what's happening now. It isn't an injury that's got him on on the bench over there, but. Uh, it's, you know, it's got some guys, Kendricks, you know, really. I mean, golly, that dude has been on fire and is just not going to give up that, that, that bat in, uh, for, for the Nationals. And Martinez recognized that as that. And, uh, you know, so, he, you know, his value now is not necessarily on the field like we've seen it in the past, but it, it parallels that to 09. His value is in the dugout, it's in the clubhouse, it's what he brings. Uh, to the team as as a, as a player, as a, as a person who has a high IQ of the game of baseball, and and that is so so important. You know, I tell people, I don't know if his presence in our dugout No. Nine wasn't better than on the field. I mean, in all honesty, because mm-hmm. that was a presence we didn't have there until he until unfortunately he had to absorb it through the injury, but he played it so well.
1: There's an old adage coach Barry that there's more than more more than one way to skin a cat and and one of the things that as the Nationals now have emerged to go to the World Series a lot of national fans have even saying all the money that the Nats spent on Bryce Harper and they never got they never got to the World Series and then the Phillies, you know, spent this ton of money on on Bryce Harper they didn't even make the playoffs this year. Right. What what do you think if if there's any message to other teams that that want to load up on these high priced uh, free agents and sign them to ten and twelve year contracts, which they wind up uh, swallowing a bunch because their their production you know falls off.
4: Well, uh, you know that that is kind of going by the wayside the very long ones that we've seen in the past because it just hasn't uh, proved to uh, to be a value. Uh, actually, I think that the uh, the clubs, the owners have kind of um, have really gotten burnt on that deal. So, uh, you don't see a lot of that. Now, Harper, with his his agent, Morris, was able to uh, to get it done for him. But, you know, I think uh, what we're seeing is, especially in the analytics uh, of the game of baseball, you're seeing guys in clubs going after those that really do more things uh, than, than what are just what we consider five stars. You know, they're looking for people that can uh, that can help in any role. We're seeing a lot of starting pitchers now being brought back as, as relievers. So you see a lot of different things in the game of baseball that wasn't there, uh, two, you know, five years ago. So it's changing in the value of a player and what he brings to a club. Uh, certainly it's changed as well.
1: And 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 managers, you see managers getting shuffled around. There's news news today that uh, Joe Madden, who has recently who recently left the Chicago Cubs, is now going to sign a deal to man, manage the Angels. Do <laughs> these managers that leave these jobs, Scott, do they do they just forget how to manage, or why 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 does it not work for the Cubs, and now the Angels expect them to, to do great things with them? I just never have got that.
4: You know, I don't know what the philosophy is with the clubs, but, you know, you hear a lot of these clubs are being managed uh, out of the front office. You know, every every night they're being sent down a lineup to play against this particularly matchup with this pitcher because we've got guys who are highly educated on numbers and percentages that never played the game that are making major decisions. You know, it was introduced in Moneyball, but it's gone to a totally different level now. So... You know, maybe uh, you know Madden. I can tell you right now, he's old school, so he's not into all that. I can assure you, uh, there's there's much more to managing than numbers. It's it's feel, it's eyesight, it's just it's everything that you understand about your team and your makeup of your team and how it works. And numbers don't always reveal that. And uh, I think that's where a lot of managers are getting frustrated and in, in parting ways. And you know, hopefully the Angels, uh, if Joe Madden is one of those types that. Uh, likes a little more freedom in what he does, uh, which I'm sure he is because he's old school and has been very successful, that this club will enable him to uh, to be able to manage the way he likes to manage.
1: When, when you manage a game, Coach, and this doesn't necessarily have anything to do with Southern Miss in particular but and, and not getting in any names, but have you ever had a pitcher talk you out of maybe intentionally walking somebody saying, Coach, I can get this guy. I know I can get him. And if so, did you ever regret it after the fact?
4: No, you know I think uh, they all want, you know, they all don't want to give in. But I think what you have to do is, is there's a bigger game. They're locked into the moment. They don't see what's in the future a lot of times. And what I'm saying that is, who's up next? Where the open base is? Is it a matchup? They just see the one-on-one battle at the time. And I think uh, from a manager standpoint, and from your assistant coaches, you've got a lot of different uh, knowledge going into to making a decision. And so certainly you know every pitcher that you go out to take out of a game they don't want to come out you know leave me in for one more guy I can get this and and, uh, so that you know that's just the competitiveness of them but you know when you manage uh, for what you feel is right based on the situation and that may be past experiences and it may be right you know at that present uh, how you feel for sure.
3: Coach if you can hang on we've got a really short break I've just got a couple quick questions to ask you about spring uh, about fall ball and uh and we'll let you go. And, and, have you okay.
1: de- and have you decided what your
3: Halloween yes, costume is going to we've be? We've got to break that news as well, Coach, while you're on the show with us today. <laughs> Scott okay. Berry is with us on the Eagle Hour. And Coach will be right back after this.
2: Southern Miss, to the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
3: Welcome back, everybody. Glad you're with us this afternoon. I want to thank Coach Scott Berry. He's going to be rejoining us here in just a second. Thank, Coach, for coming on the Eagle Hour today. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmark and CampusBookmark.net, greatest selection of Southern Miss apparel anywhere. If you're out of town, other parts of the state, you can just go to CampusBookmark.net. And, of course, if you're in town or in the area for any reason, just stop by and... Visit our friends there on Hardy Street and they'll hook you up with uh, something with a Southern Miss logo for sure.
1: Yeah, the problem is when you go in there to browse, you think you're going to go in there for five just, minutes. You don't do that. No. Do you? no. <laughs> you, <laughs> you stay may, there. Maybe
3: 40 minutes later. You stay on. there a while. Yeah. We're talking to head baseball coach Scott Barry uh, Ask him to come on today and talk a little bit about Brian Dozier going to the World Series with the Washington Nationals, and we appreciate that time. Coach, you guys uh, played some ball of your own Sunday. I uh, did very, very well 15 0 and 3 0 against William carry, and I guess you got what a week left before you go to Alabama and wrap up fall ball.
4: Yes, and we'll uh, we'll go to Alabama a week from Sunday on the 27th, and that'll wrap us up there for fall season. Of course, the next day on the 28th, they'll blow in here weather permitting and start you know ripping this field apart as as we get ready to install that synthetic grass. So it's been a good fall, you know. I thought it was a great. Great day, Sunday, to play somebody else besides ourselves. Um, And William Carey came across town, and and we played 14 innings. I thought we really played good, clean baseball. Um, You know, we had 14 shutout innings, only gave up three hits on the day, and uh, and only made one error. So I saw a lot of really good things that we were hoping to see. And and more importantly, I think that our, our guys played at a high level and played very hard and clean.
1: We we have to be very careful that, we, that when we talk about you know the synthetic grass because I heard some of the students saying hey beer has come to MM Robert Stadium now synthetic grass has <laughs> I don't come
3: think to- they're talking about that <laughs> no, uh, I coach I know you're pretty excited about this uh, new ball field tell us what to expect after the fall ball is over with
4: well I tell you when I pulled in here at the roost gate and looked down at it today it was absolutely flooded water everywhere. I knew right then I have no chance of getting on our field today and we're supposed to practice.
2: Uh-huh. But,
4: uh, you know, if, uh, come this time this spring, if that happens, then certainly as I look out my window right now, it's not raining. You're out there practicing, playing, whatever you want. So the uh, the ability to not be limited, um, <coughs> of being able to prepare your team is the excitement for me. I've never built a house, uh, but I know people, there's frustration with building a house, but once you get it built, uh, you know there's that that reward of uh, mm-hmm. just having the patience and watching the process and and feeling like it 's yours that 's kind of where I am right now with with this field as we uh, as we get ready in a couple of weeks to get going on it uh, because it is to me it 's going to be a, a great great service that 's really going to help our program
3: What is the process coach and how long will that take?
4: Well, they like to allow three weeks or three i'm sorry three months uh, the process will be digging out all the old. Um, soil that's not any good. I can tell you right now, there's going to have to be over three feet dug out in left field. It's that bad out there. Hmm. And then at that time, they'll come back in and they'll put in good, good soil. Uh, they'll also put drains, which will be 15 feet apart. Uh, then on top of that will be crushed rock. And then everything will be laid uh, as what they call the underground work. And then that'll all be prepped for the uh, synthetic grass company to come in and and install it and, and put the filler in, when I say the filler, that goes in the um, in, in the in the grass itself. So mm-hmm. the fibers that stand up you have to fill them in so there'll be uh, sand and, and on the infield part everything is brown uh, without getting big discussion with it, it's gonna be ground olive pits. So hmm. uh, that's a new surface that really absorbs water and it really kinda holds that uh, that moisture right there so we're excited, and it plays cool. You know, a lot of the older synthetic grass fields had the, uh, the black rubber, uh, which made it very, very hot, but we won't have any of that on our field. It'll be the olive pits on everything that's brown and sand, and then in the grass area, anything that would be green, which would be our outfield, our infield grass, and all the apron, that'll be a surface called, a uh, filler called cool play, which is actually a really, really light green Uh pellet, which uh, it's 30 degrees cooler than your black rubber.
3: And I guess you have to plan out the logos on the field and all of that in advance. Yeah,
4: You know, the only thing we're going to, I'll tell you what, Bob, I'm going to put it back just like you see it today. So every cut that you see out there today, every dimension, uh, at first base, at third base, the way home plate looks, the way the warning track looks, I'm doing it identical. It's just Mm going to be synthetic grass. So if somebody walks in here and they look at it, they're not going to see anything different. I want them to see Pete Taylor Park as they have seen it for years and years. The difference is we're going from a natural grass surface to a synthetic grass surface. And uh, and, and, and that's that's it. It's going to look game spring ready 365 days a year. So when you pull up there, it's going to look as good as it's ever looked in the spring. It's going to look that year round. And those those and that's those, what I'm excited
1: about. Those black rubber pellets that he's talking about are actually crushed up uh, car tires. They took that's old correct. yeah they took old car tires and recycled mm-hmm. them and are using them for that. So that's cool.
3: So how many hours a week, coach, will this free up for you that you have been spending on tractors and with rakes in your hand?
4: Well, uh, not necessarily me, but our grounds crew oh just I, I can't I don't know if I can put a, a, a number on that. I mean, you think about the cost in machinery, fuel, man hours, extra uh, overtime on the weekends for these guys to work, um, you know, dirt, maintaining it, um, overseeding with ryegrass to make it green, fertilizer, pesticide, uh, everything, that uh, fungicide to keep it from, uh, you know, when you put the tarp out, if it gets hot, you'll get... Uh, you know, you can get mold underneath there, and it can kill your grass. So all the, all that is gone. I talked to Mark Smart at Choi the other day, and he didn't know I was getting And he said, let me tell you something. You cannot believe the amount of stress that's fixing to be taken off yeah. uh, from you with this. He said, it, it is amazing. Oh, you did just The things that you sit there and worry about about that field, they're gone. You know, mm-hmm. You'll never have to worry about them again. So. You know, I told you this before. 100% of the coaches out there that have synthetic grass fields, they 100% of them says no brainer. That's um, the best thing I've ever done, and and I believe them. So you know, I'm talking to guys that work just like I do. That's what they do for a living, and. uh and I'll, I'll value
1: their opinion for sure. Sure. So, Coach Scott Barry, with all the tumult and turmoil going on across the world with uh, upheaval in Syria and so on, but, but people, all that aside, what people really want to know okay. is what you have decided to dress up as for trick. <sighs> Kelly,
4: you know I can't reveal that necessarily. Well, uh, well, TM- that's, usually, that's usually a game time decision. I, game, ah. well, maybe not that late, but it's usually a game day decision. And all honesty, I probably stress more than that on that than I do field conditions. <laughs> if you want to know the truth.
1: Well, we've just had we've had entertainment tonight, and TMZ calling us trying to get oh, okay. <laughs> trying to get privy well, to that information. I
4: know you. I know you before the break that it is not going to be trick-or-treat at the peak. And, and talking to Jack in right. the other day, he said, what are we going to call it? He said, trick-or-treat uh, trick down the street? And I said, <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. That's what we're going to call it. Trick-or-treat down the street. We're going to softball this year on on October the 30th. So uh, uh, always a great community event, fun for everybody.
0: Right. You know, the biggest
4: thing in today's world, it's safe. And that's, that's what I'm right. I like. And, and be able to provide families and their children to come to a venue and just have fun, meet college athletes, know you're safe, and, and walk away feeling good about it.
3: That's right. So
1: have you made the decision yet as to what, or are you leaning a certain direction on your costume? I
4: will be honest. I am leaning a certain direction. Okay. The hint is this.
1: Okay, here uh, we go.
4: The hint is this. Don't lean...
3: Too far. Don't okay. lean too That's it. far. That's the hint. Don't lean too far. No, yeah. you can
4: work on that. I'm writing okay. that
3: down, Coach. Yeah. Don't, lean, Don't too lean too far. Don't lean too far. Sounds like a contest we can yeah. <laughs> we can pull together here. So. Yeah. So All right. I'm
4: going to give you right
3: now. Okay. Right, but you're going to be there, right, Coach? We'll, we'll be able to oh, see yeah. it for I'll ourselves.
4: I'll be there.
3: Sure okay. I
4: wouldn't
3: miss it. All right, I'll Coach. Be there. I've got to
4: see what everybody else is going
3: to be. Yeah, exactly. Trick-or-treat down the street. Now we know why Jack Duggan is the sports information director, because he thinks of things like this, right?
4: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> and uh, and I'm proud to have
3: him. There you go. Coach, always a pleasure. We always enjoy right, talking guys. to you. Thank you.
4: Have exactly. a good day. Coach oh, Scott
3: Berry, everybody. Don't lean too far. Look at that big. Is he going as the Leaning Tower of Pisa?
1: I don't think that would be it. I don't know. We'll have to ponder that a little bit. We'll have bit. to
3: think about that. Yeah. Uh,
1: I love riddles.
3: Yeah. Well, you got one there. Yeah, right? that's,
1: that's for sure. All
3: right. When we come back, we're going to be talking more about trick-or-treat down the street. Logan Penashera. Pretty good, huh? Penashera. Did you notice that's, I got that right? Assistant Penichera. softball coach, yes. Assistant softball coach uh, is going to be talking to us about that. They're moving Trick-or-treat at the peat for obvious reasons. And uh, we'll be talking more about trick-or-treat. Down the street. I love it. From the peat. And leaning too far. Don't, don't lean too far. Don't lean too far. That's right. All right. Eagle Hour continues. Stop. Welcome back. I want to thank Scott Berry for joining us in the first two segments. Don't lean too far. Kelly did send Coach a text and ask if it were Humpty Dumpty, and he said no.
1: Well, Humpty Dumpty because he, he would have leaned forward and fell and had a great fall. Yeah. you know. But he said no, that's not it.
3: Anybody has an idea what that could be, please message us or send us a message on our Facebook page and let us know. And please. I'm
1: sure Coach Berry's going, really? With all the problems in the world you guys are concerned about, what I'm dressing up at for trick-or-treat right. down the street. Right.
3: Well, as coach said, the annual Trick-or-Treat at the Pete is not going to happen this year because of uh, the renovations of the field, but they're moving it uh, they're moving the event down the street as Jack Duggan so adequately described to the softball complex. Logan Pinochera is a member of the athletic department at Southern Miss and he has all the info on Trick-or-Treat Down the Street. Logan, is what we understand is now being called. Give us the details.
2: Hey, uh it is officially now. We finally came up with a name for it. It is Trick or Treating with Southern Miss. It is on October 30th. The, uh, the gates will open at 6 p.m. and then there will be our costume contest. There will be games, a huge jump house from Action Party Rentals this year. We got games for everybody, not just for the little ones. We got them for the older people if they want to come out and enjoy some trick or treating as well. Um, it'll probably close around 7:30, 7:45 after we get done wrapping up our costume contest. And like uh, Jack, Doug, and so, and we said, it is down the street from the Pete this year um, because of the renovations. that's the Southern Miss Softball Complex. Let's see. I'm trying to see if I'm but,
1: but, missing anything. But, you know. Logan, I, I have to pick on you. You're in the marketing department, and you guys came up with trick-or-treating with Southern Miss. <laughs> how, well, how late did you guys stay
3: up there? Okay, okay. Well, let us hear it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, uh, so... Since we want to incorporate softball and baseball, um, we decided to just come up with trick-or-treating with Southern Miss and not just trick-or-treating at the peak so we can get softball and baseball involved. That way it's not just trick or treat at the peak because I feel like it would be kind of weird to call it that when, if it's at the softball complex this year. Mm-hmm. So that's what we came to a sense. We, I, I actually like the trick-or-treat down the street idea, but we came up with trick-or-treating with Southern Miss mm-hmm. as a whole, I guess.
3: You said Lee, is that what you said, or you said we? Oh,
2: we. We, sorry, we. No, okay. we.
3: All right, yeah. so softball and baseball players will be there as well in costume, correct?
2: Absolutely. I, they, I hope, sure, hope they're as if not. And uh, <laughs> if I, not, I, I, I just really if, hope they'll be there, for sure. Yeah,
3: if not, when the kids show up, they're going to be pretty disappointed that nobody's there, right? Well, yeah,
2: that'll be a little sad. Yeah.
1: I, I like the fact that it's on the thirtieth, though, because thirty-first, the thirty-first is your traditional trick or treating <laughs> around your neighborhoods and things like that. Yeah, and and my only problems with things that take place, y- you force kids to make a choice between right. trick or treating in their own neighborhood or trunk or treat at church or the community center or well, wherever this they might way has be. Two lights of
2: candy. Yeah, oh well, heck, yeah. No, I think it's a. great. Exactly. It's, it's great. Yeah, they get a chance to get it from us, and then they get to go around the neighborhood and get it from everybody else around there, too.
3: Now, now, Logan, in the SLIM event, we may have people listening today that don't know where the softball complex is. Uh, Tell them.
2: It is down 4th Street. If you go past the old Hillcrest dorm, you take this bridge over Highway 49. Keep going straight. It is the first stop sign. You take a left, and it is right there. The uh, address of it is, is... 507
3: North 25th Avenue. It's, mm-hmm. it's right there. It's right behind 4th Street Bar. You can't miss it. It's right there. Oh, well, now we're
2: talking. Well, now we know. I figured the 4th Street Bar would help. That, that would yeah.
3: register with us, yeah. <laughs> I want to emphasize, too, and I'm sure you can uh, verify this, that it would be a lot of security, perfectly safe environment to bring your children to.
2: Oh, absolutely, yeah. We're gonna, we, that's what we strive for, safety at all events, and we're not going to make this one any different.
1: So we couldn't get Coach Barry to, to show his cards, Logan. Who, who or what are you dressing up as for well, trick-or-treat with group, Southern Miss? Uh,
2: me and a group of my friends, we love the movie Anchorman with Will Ferrell in it. So we're going to dress up as the Channel 5 News team. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, that'll be
3: great. So, yeah, who's, who's so
2: th- we're going to be suited out and everything.
3: Well, now, Kelly, you and I could dress up as the Channel 7 News. Well, we can't wear kids clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't fit in those. Uh, yeah. know, you
0: you guys could be um, what are their names uh, from uh, the Muppets? Uh, the two grumpy old yeah, men. Yeah, there you go. No, I'm Yeah,
1: Logan. I've already told people this, but I've already got my costume. Oh yeah. Well, I'm what going, are you thinking? I'm going as my favorite X-Man. Okay. Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Welcome to the Eagle Hour, Logan. Aren't you yeah, glad thank you, you volunteered thank you. for, for this? <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, that's good information, man. We appreciate it. It's October the thirtieth, six o'clock. Is that what you said?
2: Yes, sir. Gates open at six, and to- costume contest at seven.
3: All right. What about Logan? What about the weather uh,
1: problems, if you have any? Uh,
2: we are. We actually talked about that yesterday, and we're in the work sport. If If so, we're probably going to move it up one day to the 29th, if possible. But October 30th is what we're hoping for, hoping there's no rain or anything like that. Well,
3: I'll tell you what. If you have to change anything, you let us know, and we'll be happy to get that word out for you.
2: Absolutely. I will gladly do so.
3: All right, Logan. Thanks, buddy.
2: Yes,
3: sir. Thank you, Logan Penaishura. Everybody from the athletic department at Southern Miss. Let's go as Channel Seven News team. What do you say? Nobody will. They would go. Well, I don't know how
1: accurate that is because I don't. <laughs> they don't remember that far back. You know, when when it was barely in color back when you and I were there. Correct. Right. You know. Right. But it's a good thing that the university does some goodwill to press the flesh with the community and 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 again make kids or expose kids to southern miss when they're young so they become fans oh, and they exactly right. you know they develop that I love have for a the other question
3: about that do you think though the people that do work there now that do the 10 o'clock news do they have to get like a written permission from their parents to be out that <coughs> late that's a good question bob i don't i don't i don't
1: is there a curfew <laughs> you know they might be violating the city curfew In i don't know hell, there could be you know, but steve williams is still there and, I, and we worked with Steve Williams. We, you and I both worked with Steve. So Steve's the grand old man now out there at Channel he's 7. He's
3: like the senior citizen.
1: Yeah, that's right.
3: <laughs> and he's a young guy.
0: Yeah, he, he yeah. remembers Ronald oh, Reagan. How many of uh, them yeah. do mom and dad still pack their lunch in the morning before they go to work? I'm guessing a
3: lot. I mean, <laughs> Just based on what I see, I have to believe that's the case. Anyway, thanks to uh, Logan Penaschura. For joining us for the athletic department. And of course, Scott Beard, leaning to the left. Don't no, lean. no, don't lean don't, too far. Don't lean too far. That's his clue for what his costume don't is going to be. Don't lean too far. What do you think, Er, y-
0: You know, like I said, um, you I was, think it's uh, movie related. I think it's some kind of movie or a pop culture reference or something because it just sounds way too vague. And at the same time, it could be one of those things you just overthink really, really easily. Like, I think he's quoting or referencing well,
3: something. Well, Coach did exactly what he intended to do. Now he's got us thinking and wondering about it, but he's not going to reveal anything, is he? No, not – well, he said game day decision. Game you know. day decision. Hey,
0: yeah, you know what you could do. You should see if uh, somebody can submit what they think that Coach Barry is. Maybe there's some kind of prize or something. Mm,
3: could
1: be. Like,
0: uh, like a contest or something. Yeah.
1: Of course, he could change his mind at the last minute. A game. <laughs> so let's
3: work up something. The winner Esquire will come over and uh, clean their house – no, cut, no, no, no.
0: Wait a minute. Cut yeah. their
3: grass. How would, how would that be? Do
1: <laughs> you see him cutting grass?
0: Hey, no, I've cut <laughs> Have grass. Have you ever <laughs> cut grass? Oh, plenty of times. Have I, you really? I grew up in Oak Grove on 16 acres of land. Yeah? Yeah. It took we had a while a, to push that, didn't it? Well, no, we didn't push it. We had a big Ford tractor with a uh, bush hog on it. And so. you
3: know how to drive that? Yeah.
0: Really? Yeah.
3: I, His I stock mean, just
0: went way up. I work on my car when I can, too. I'm not completely useless. Mm, Oh, Have
1: I told you guys this show is about Southern Miss sports? Is it really? Oh, my gosh. What am I doing?
3: (laughs) Uh, When we come back, how long do we have,
0: Esquire? We've got about two minutes still.
3: Well, we've got a little time to talk about it. Uh, Southern Miss and uh, Louisiana Tech, obviously, Saturday afternoon. Uh, We're working on getting the play-by-play announcer with the NFL Network on the show either tomorrow or Friday. But you and I were looking, 10 kids on that Louisiana Tech roster from Mississippi. Yeah, including the
1: starting punter, uh, Brady Farlow, uh, who, who prepped at Purvis High School, you know, just down the road here. He's the punter for Louisiana Tech, and uh, we're efforting. We're going to try to get him on the show Friday. Uh, actually talked to him this morning. He said he would love would love to come on and talk. Um, he said that the practices this week in Ruston have been especially focused and spirited. A lot of the clowning and cutting up that sometimes takes place hasn't been... Mm-hmm. hasn't been present this week so i think they, he says they're they're very they're very clear and focused as to what their job is this saturday now will that will it get done we certainly hope not but we wish brady well uh and i told him i said brady on behalf of all the other southern miss fans we hope that you get to play a lot saturday because he's yeah, the we'll punter get the pun a lot
3: <laughs> now, look <laughs> i guarantee you right. those tech kids are going to be stoked because oh, they, yeah. they've lost two or three in a row now to southern miss and you know they're Heck, they're Division One college football players too.
1: And he said just like Southern Miss turned the tide on North Texas because North Texas had beaten the Eagles three straight times, I think. Uh, Southern Miss beat North Texas Saturday. He's saying we hope to do the same thing. We hope to get it turned around against the Eagles. Is
3: that now USM's rival,
1: football rival, Kelly? La Tech? I think so. Mm-hmm. And, you, of course, UAB could make an argument uh, mm-hmm. too. I, you know, I still think when you look back at the surprises of the league this year, on, on the positive side, it'd have to be Southern Miss and UAB. Right.
3: And I think it's fair to say, too, Louisiana Tech has become a huge baseball rivalry. A lot of interconnection between the baseball programs.
1: And Christian Ostrander, who's at Southern Miss now, of course, was a a coach at at Louisiana Tech. And and Lane Burroughs, who's the coach at La Tech, was an assistant at Southern Miss. And you want to talk about Mississippians on a roster. They've got a ton of baseball players over there at Ruston.
3: So Southern Miss, Louisiana Tech, 2.30 Saturday afternoon on the NFL Television Network. All right, Kelly and I have one more segment. We'll be right back.
2: Southern Miss to the top.
3: Welcome back! Thanks for joining us uh, this afternoon from the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. This segment sponsored by Gulfport Home Center, good friends down on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Pre manufactured housing is their business, helping you get financed, helping you pick the, uh, the house for your needs, helping you locate it, set it up, even find the land. Uh, they have the full package at Gulfport Home Center down on the Mississippi Gulf Coast and we thank them for supporting the show
1: when we were talking about trick-or-treat at uh, Southern Miss and again it's going to be at the softball complex Mm. very creative I thought it was I thought it was really funny though when he was giving directions Logan was saying where it's located and he said, "You go to the stop sign by the 4th Street Bar, and we all oh, oh <laughs> we <yeah>. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How sad well, that right, we. But right. Four Street Bar has been very good to this program, no you know, and a, and a big supporter right. of ours. In fact,
3: I think we failed to mention them, 4th Street Bar and Grill, where you can get a great lunch five days a week for eight ninety five, right? Eight ninety five. Yeah, excellent catch, Kelly.
1: Yeah, today. Let's see. Yesterday, hamburger steak. Today, Ooh. hamburger. Tomorrow, pork chops. Uh, and those are, like say big thick pork chops that they cut in house daily um,
3: and friday catfish.
1: Is catfish some of the best
0: oh. catfish you'll ever really, have really and if the temperatures
1: catfish. keep going down they'll work in the red beans and rice you know on mondays yeah, and uh, monday large. night football special's big big saints you know if, if you're a hoodat that's where you want to go hoodat with the rest of the crew but we've got lots of football to talk about here on the eagle hour again this this game coming up saturday we we alluded to it yesterday but to break it down a little bit more so important a win over at Louisiana Tech because the first tiebreaker is head-to-head. All right, you've already got North Texas. You've already got the head-to-head with North Texas. So essentially now, let's, let's just say it came down between Southern Miss and North Texas. North Texas would have to hope that Southern Miss lost twice. Right. Because right. if Southern right. Miss just loses once, North Texas has already lost once. It's going to be the same thing for Tech if Southern Miss beats Tech. Correct. So, so you talk about being in the driver's seat. Right, There are two Someone. huge
3: games left, the Tech game and the UAB game.
1: Now, I know Rice scares you to death. It doesn't so much
3: me. Not so much now, because okay. I thought earlier on they were playing better than they seem to be playing lately. And I'm not so sure if Southern Miss beats Tech if it doesn't diminish to a degree the importance of winning the UAB game in terms of winning the western division.
1: Yeah, depending on what happened. cuz UAB is going to have to play North Texas and and wow. La Tech as well, okay? But you you always want to do your own dirty work, right? So if they if they happen to get this one with La Tech. And the other thing, remember how well Southern played last weekend? And again, the secondary had some hiccups along the way that they're going to work on, you know, to to get better. But the Eagles had two weeks to prepare for the Mean Green. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the schedule, they will also have 2 weeks to prepare for UAB because it's a rare instance now this season that the Eagles have two bye weeks mm-hmm. which rarely does that happen so uh, you know I said I said about 8 weeks ago and not cuz I'm a hot shot I just uh, and I don't think it was the shrimp salad I had for lunch I just felt that that it was a perfect storm kind of uh, brewing here for southern mess I think the Eagles can uh, can run the table and win the conference.
3: And here's another interesting dynamic to the schedule. The last two games of the year are Western Kentucky and Florida Atlantic. Should the Eagles win the West, there's a very good chance they're going to turn around the very next week, the very next week and play one of those two teams.
1: Because And those two teams, most if, if the season were to end today, those would be the two teams that would battle for the East, mm-hmm. you know, with FIU just you know what would be being right? a huge disappointment. It would
3: be to have the championship game here with the lane train in town, Oh, well, that's the idea, yeah.
1: right? That's what you'd, that would be exciting. That's what you'd like to see happen. And um, uh, right now, like I said, everything is, is shaping up at this La Tech game. And Southern Miss, what kind of scares me a little bit is that the Eagles are favored mm-hmm. at Louisiana Tech. Uh, and Tech has only lost yeah. one game this year. What well, scares you know? me a bit is it's such a rivalry yeah. between the two schools, and that sort of evens things out. But, but I like the fact that the fan base appears to be awakening. Right. To a degree, because now the, the university is sponsoring some pet buses and some right. fan buses going over to Ruston. When was the last time you heard the university do right. that? Right. You know, it's been a while. So um, so they're making the effort, you know, to get get fans over there. And uh, there seems to be some, you know, rejuvenation in the fan base with this team. And uh, man, would it be just would it be great for them to go over there. And of course, they're going to have to deal with Jamar Smith. Now, Jamar Smith is the starting quarterback for La Tech, and he prepped at Meridian High School. All right, so Jamar played right up the road here at Oak Grove, you know, two out of his three years in high school. So he's gonna know a lot of the guys on the on the Southern Miss team and they know uh, and he's one of these elusive running and throwing quarterbacks, so he can make make it a nightmare for the Eagles. But um I just I was really impressed. It'll be exciting. Yeah, yeah. Dave It'll be. Nitz
3: is the play by play voice of Louisiana Tech. We spoke to him right before we went on the air. He's gonna be on the show tomorrow afternoon at 1.20. Tomorrow's Thursday. So we'll have Patrick McGee. So we'll right. have a lot of football talk tomorrow between Patrick. He can kind of give us the Southern Miss side and uh, how they're preparing. And then Dave, of course, can give us the, the side of Louisiana Tech and the Tech player,
1: right? Yeah, we're hoping to – we're efforting uh, Brady Farlow, who is the punter for Louisiana Tech, who is, is from Purvis. You know, So he certainly knows all about uh, Southern Miss. Um, and as they prepare and can kind of give us a player's inside story to whatever he's comfortable with sharing on Friday. So we've got got the makings for a couple of really good shows here to end the week and then the kickoff 2.30 Saturday afternoon again televised on the NFL Television Network.
3: All right, that wraps it up for this day, but we'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock with more Southern Miss Sports Talk. Until then, Southern Miss to to the the top. top.
2: Slipping, slipping, slipping into the future Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future I want to fly like an eagle to the sea